Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. This morning we have some testimonies in the house. When you hear that God has done it for somebody, you will be encouraged that he can do it for you and he can deliver you too. Amen. Please let's welcome our brother in Shiraba to share his testimony with us. introduce yourselves to the church. Hi everyone, my name is Ishaba. I'm part of the ushering team. Wow. Please tell us what your testimony is about. Okay, so my testimony is about how God saved me from an accident last week Friday. Last week Friday, that's after the convention. After the convention. Wow, please tell okay. us what happened. Okay, so um, someone actually came for my car for a program and then gave me his instead. So, so you did exchange of cars with exchange somebody? Exchange of cars, actually. Oh, okay. Yes, because right. of their number. Oh, okay. So um, after the convention, I sat here for a while. Actually, I was encouraging someone about the situation. So I left here, I think, morning around 5 a.m. Wow. And you were after, doing the work of the Lord. Yes. Wow. And continue after, the testimony. <laughs> Seven in the church. He's been a Christian for many years. And afterward, years. I also realized some people actually also live far. I think two people. So... I took it upon myself to actually go and drop them. And then afterward go home. So on my way home, I wasn't feeling sleepy. Everything was okay. I live at Tanoso, okay. near um, Kenley, uh, uh, former University of Education, Winnipeg. How many of you know there? Do you know their place? If you don't know their place, you, you, I mean, you can see their place. Yes, continue. So some few meters to the entrance of the university gate, I was actually okay. I didn't actually even know when I dozed off. And the only thing I could hear was a sound crash, like a crash. Hey, wait, wait. You, when you were driving from church to the place, you were not asleep. I was not asleep. You knew what was going on. All along, I was awake. Like all throughout, from where I dropped the people to all the way back to my house, I was. You were aware of what was okay. going on? I was awake. Okay. Yes, I was actually even listening to a podcast that I was bringing along back. Okay. <laughs> oh, the devil didn't have a chance at all. And all of a sudden, you heard what? I heard a huge sound. And hey. it was the sound that actually uh, brought me, like, uh, to my consciousness. Back to your flesh. Yes. Wow. So, I came to myself, and then by the grace of God, to the, the, the car was on my right side. And I was in the middle lane. I mean, going towards that lane, it's a three lane. So that uh, trotter was um, on the right side, full of people. And then I was in the middle lane. And then when I heard the sound by the grace of God, I didn't actually even look at my left, but I turned to that direction and there was no car. Okay. So I drove 
uh, for the truck driver actually thought I was going to abscond, but I knew it was my fault, so I went ahead of him and parked. And the surprising thing is, when I got down from the car, I went to check that car first. Okay. And nothing had actually happened to my car. Wow. The car was intact. Nothing wow. at all. There was no scratches to them. Nothing. So please, for those of us, we, we want to understand. You heard a crash, and then you realized that you had hit a trotro. Yes. Full of people. Full of people. In what, Around what time? Around 5 a.m. Around 5 a.m. Yes. And then you parked and you got down and you checked your car. There was nothing, nothing wrong with your car. Nothing was wrong with my car. Hey. But when I checked the trotro, I had messed the entire gate. Like the wow. door of the trotro on that side. The whole thing was messed up. up. Wow. Unfortunately, it didn't actually, I was still feeling sleepy, so I didn't even take a picture of it. But looking at the situation of the trotro and checking my car, my car should have been damaged. Mm. Because the extent of the damage on the trotro was so huge that I, I don't know what happened. Except the only thing that I can explain is it was some sort of a divine. It has to be. Is. It has to be. Because if you hit somebody, how come there's nothing wrong with your car? But there's nothing wrong with that car. And was anybody hurt in the trotro? No, not at all. Nobody. All the people about the a trotro full of people. Everyone was. Oh, happy. you don't believe that testimony. You, your faith is too low. Nothing happened to anybody in the car. Wow. Wow, I'm very encouraged. Please, what would you like to tell us? So, I would like to encourage all people. I remember some time ago we were having a program and then mommy made a declaration that whatever it is that you say, it come to pass. And from that day on, I mean, people have been uh, telling me to be careful because I'm the kind that I do a lot of travels. So they okay. will be telling you don't drive at this hour and practically may my mom so rest in peace. Whenever she goes to church, mostly she will call me and warn me that be careful because when I went to church, they told me uh, warn your son that he's likely to have an accident. Hey. And from that time on, when I, I heard the word, I said to myself that Lord, being it a bus, being it a private car, being it if there are 5,000 people aboard, be the survivor. Amen. Amen. There are so many positive things that are said. Thank you very much. There are so many positive things that are said in the church that can cover you from a lot of disasters. Amen. As somebody encouraged, we have another testimony in the house. Please put your hands together and let's welcome Uncle George to share his testimony with us. My name is George Akwasichi, and then I'm a teacher at New Believers School. Wow. Wow. Please tell us what your testimony is about. All right. So, my testimony is about how God answered my prayer through this convention. Wow. Wow. Amen. And then there are many blessings that God also has given me. So, let me wrap it up. Yes, please. So, um, on, on the first day of the convention, I couldn't come. It pained me. And then I decided that on the second day, no matter what, I'm coming. And on the second day, the man of God made us pray. I believe How prayed. many of you were here at the convention? Okay. All right. So, All right. my wife has been posted to a, a, a village. I mean, she's, she's a teacher. Okay. And 
she was supposed to move to that village. It was far from Kumasi. So I was thinking, how am I going to handle the three kids? Because my kind of work, when I go, I can come home around nine. So my wife said, okay, then she's going to take the kids to the village. Yeah. What a wife. <laughs> so I was thinking, what was how? So I told my wife that, let me call somebody and see if they can amend it. And this is her first time getting into DES. So changing it is not an easy thing. How many of you can relate to what he's saying? Uh, Are there teachers in the building? Yeah. All right. So um, we were waiting for the change and time was fast spent. So my wife said, okay, then I'm sending the um, appointment letter to the regional office. Okay. You don't worry. I'll go. After one year, we'll work it out and see if we can come, come to back. town. Yeah. I said, you don't know. Four of my siblings are in GES, so I understand. Now, fast forward, on the day that uh, they called her that the letter is ready to be presented to the district, that is the village, that very day in my office, I received a call that, George, we've effected the change for you. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So, he, she, she's not going to the village anymore. Wow. They posted her to a nearby town. Wow. A nearby town, so near to Kumase. In Kumase. In so, Kumase, okay. Yes, so it means that she's not going to move out. Wow. Yes, she can drive and come back. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And, we are very and, encouraged. And church, somebody told her that where they posted you to as a new teacher, don't go and tell the headmaster that I've been posted here. Wait until everything is ready, then you go. Else they will tell you there's no vacancy here. Okay. Because they don't post new uh, uh, whatever teachers in town. No, they don't do that. So thank God for this. Wow. And then the blessings. So um, God willing, tomorrow I am turning 40. That's wow. amazing. And tell your neighbor you will be there. You will be there. Yes. And and in this year, God promoted me from my position as a branch manager. And the promotion is is four steps. Four. They don't, you know, in my work, they don't do that. It takes a minimum of three years for you to have one promotion. But a minimum of three years to yes. have one promotion. Yes, and I okay. had four. And you had four in one like that. Wow. Wow. Are you sitting down like that? And now before you we don't need promotions in your life. Wow. I tap, I really tap. July 20th will be our 10th year since we married. Since you married, your 10th wedding anniversary. 10th anniversary. Wow. And if I look at what God has done for me, it's amazing. And I want to tell you, church, don't don't be hurried to leave this this uh, church, okay? Okay. Uh, so, if you complete your university education, try and then get employed here and remain here. Yeah, really preach. Because see. I can tell you that since I knew mommy, that's from uh, 2010 to date, there has been a lot of blessings. When I knew mommy, I didn't have a beloved though. Mommy is aware. And, wow. And, and she knew how we struggled. Okay, but, but God has been so good. He's blessed us with three wonderful kids. Wow. Like Reverend Humi will say, I have three wonderful kids. And God is still blessing us. Right. So whenever there is convention, no matter how tight your schedule is, 
Try and make time. Try and, and make time. Thank you, mommy. Try and make time. Thank you very much. We can see God doing a lot of things in this church. Amen. I see your testimony coming in Jesus' name. You have not given a testimony this year, but I see the Lord blessing you in Jesus' name. Amen.
responding to his love. Oh, your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together well for him. Hallelujah. And your hand clap has been weak. Put your hands together for the dancing stars, for the film stars. Hallelujah. And for the choir. You are all welcome to church. Tell your neighbor, I'm about to be blessed. Last week, our pastor preached a powerful message to us. And I believe today, we are about to receive another powerful message. Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, please do not try to disturb me. I am wide awake. My eyes is wide awake. I'm wide awake. Hallelujah. So we are about to receive another powerful ministration from our pastor today. I want you to all be upstanding. Let's put our hands together for our pastor. Put your hands together for Jesus with a shout. Let's welcome our pastor. Yes, joy. Your majesty, your king of kings, we bow down and worship you. Words cannot explain how great you are. I've been searching all world through and I will never find someone like you. Indeed, words cannot explain it because you're great. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for every testimony. We thank you for your presence in our lives as we go and we come. I pray, Lord, that today your word will enter into each one of us. And may we be so blessed because we came. May we hear that word that we need for the next phase of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. And before you sit down, you want to take up your Bible and let's make a confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, this morning before I start preaching and sharing, do you have oil with you? Can I have oil? This morning as George was sharing, he said that tomorrow is his 40th birthday. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, anoint him for it. So allow me. Pastor. George, come and let's pour the oil on you. That's all. I hope some of you, by the time you are 40 years, I hope you will still be. Because when I look at this guy, I look at somebody who he used to be a small boy, a young man. And I see God has just been with him and walked with him. And hey, are you there? Uh, and he's always just been here. He's just been here. Amen. 
Father, may the blessing come upon him, the blessings of faithfulness, the blessing of fruitfulness, the blessing of God, of the care that you alone can give to us. We bless him, Lord, and I pray that as he goes into his 40th year, we thank you that you have given him that number of years. May the next 40 be healthy. May the next 40 be strong. May the next 40 be a continuation of the same kind of testimonies that you've given him over the years. Lord, you've taken him from nothing. You've brought him to a place, Lord. But where you have brought him, Father, let the next 40 years blow our minds. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are anointed. May God bless you. Amen and amen. You are blessed. Hallelujah. Hey, don't clap as if... Eh, because... Uh, Look, some people, some people walk with God from when they are 10 years old. When they become 20, they forget. Some walk with him uh, when they are 30. Are we? Some walk with him when they are 35. Are you there? So if he's walking, has uh, walked with God, uh, how he was. We've just seen the progression. We should rejoice in it. God bless you. God bless you. You may not know it, but he's one of he's a blessing to me. So you can be sitting there and say that, but I don't see you running after Basenta. You don't know the things that go on behind. You be there. Hey. Yeah. Some people think that it's only those who are on the stage who are working. Ah, tell neighbor. Ah. You don't know. You don't know. When the people are making a lot of noise, I tell them that there are some real members of the church. They are here. The real members. Ask your neighbor, are you one of the real members of the church? Mm. <laughs> Do you understand when I say real members? When we now say stand up and be counted. You heard that rain? Yeah. In times and seasons, we have, well, look, you can quarrel, you can squeeze your face. Then you are there. Yeah. No wonder today I'm going to talk about commitment. Are you here? Some people think that when we talk about commitment, it means there's never been a rainy day. You have never fought before. You have never fought again. Yes, ah, commitment. It means storm. You did it. Sunshine. You did it. Rain. You did it. The roof of the house is blown off. There's a, what a hunger. What again? Some, 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 yeah, you are there. You are there. I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, are you, what kind are you? Are you the one that is only when we are celebrating that you are here? Hey! <laughs> ask your neighbor if I call you in the night, will you answer? Mm. Some people, we are calling you daytime, Krawunfa. But there are some people in the night, in the night, in the night, they will still answer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, before I um, go into my message, let me just give you one or two announcements. And the first one is that next week, Sunday, is our Friends Sunday. Amen. I was talking to you about fruitfulness. All of us have friends who need the Lord. All of us. Ask your neighbor, do you have some friends? They are your friends, but Charlie? Yeah. That's why we're calling it Friends Sunday. Many of our friends, if we try to preach Christ to them, they will not hear. Oh, I'm the only one with such friends. Hey. Are you there? I told you about her, my best friend on campus. You can't preach Christ to her. She has heard it. Hey. Everything. 
when I became a believer, she, she also entered into a church that preaches the word. She told me later that when the Osofu is giving the uh, altar call, she'll hold her chair. <laughs> she said, you know you should go. So she'll hold her chair. And then she's like, oh Lord, he should hurry up and finish, finish it, finish it. Are you there? So what am I coming to say to her? But I took her to a meeting. And when we got to the meeting, and the preacher finished preaching, and gave the altar call, I heard her push back her chair, looked up and said, today is my day. You t- yeah, she went and gave her life to Christ. Yeah. yeah. Are you in the house? So you too, you may have such a friend. Or such, even sometimes it's your cousin. Sometimes it's your brother. Uh-huh. You can't say much. You don't know what to say again. Or you have been talking and they have even been, uh, they've nicknamed you in the house. What they call you? Crefe or so something. I mean, sometimes just because you are around Christ, now Christ will be speaking profane. Just because you are there. That's the one she bring next week. Is that okay? Hey, what? Spiritus. It's awesome. Hey. The, the day your top nickname saying things. Next week, just tell them, oh, just accompany me to church. Accompany me. Just go with me. No, I didn't say anything. I haven't, you know, when they're trying to argue with you, say, oh, I didn't say, you just let's go, just for once. Let's just go to church. Then you tell them, okay, I will buy you shawarma after church. Where did shawarma? Where did shawarma? Please don't tell lies. So. Try and hide the, the price of the shawarma. Amen. But we'll have a good friend Sunday next week. And I'm really looking forward to it. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And then also, we're still giving out Bishop's books all to all if you have a gadget. Um, I keep announcing because sometimes when the announcement comes, you don't have the space on your phone. Delete some, some pictures. The picture the girl took with her, but I'm like, just delete it. Yeah, so delete a few pictures. Then the picture of your auntie that when you see her every day, you are angry. Please just delete it. Don't be and then put the books on. Is it, a, is it good advice? Is it going to help you? Beautiful. You know, today, uh, during praise and worship, you know when I'm doing the praise and worship, I'm in my room, but I'm following. You know, Pastor Russell lifted a song. I think we, I want us to go there again today. Oh, my soul, do you not know? Have you not heard? It's been told from the beginning. The Lord your it's on your side, yeah. Oh, my soul, don't be afraid. Hope in the Lord by His righteousness and power. He will strengthen you, God. Take it again, take it again. Oh, my soul, you're talking to your soul. Do you not know? Do you not know? Have you not, Have heard? You not heard it? He's been told from the beginning.
Every day that looks nice. But that's when you remind yourself that he's on your side. How many of you have ever sometimes not been sure the way things are? Yeah, then you wonder that. And so today you're just reminding yourself that he's on your side. So there's no need to be afraid. Hallelujah. It says it's been told from the beginning the Lord your God is on your side. And because of that, you will soar like the eagle. The eagle is the, it, it, it flies the highest. In Ghana, we don't have eagles. Simply because we don't have any mountain high enough. What we are calling an eagle is actually a falcon. It's one step below. Yeah. At least for most of Ghana. I don't know whether our mountain devota region is high enough, but I don't think so. Yeah. And from up there, they just come and pick their food and go. Eesh. And it says you soar like that on the wings of eagles held by the hand of God. Oh, it's a very nice song. I think this song is very anointed. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Four types of commitment. Today we are only going to do one. Four types of commitment. To commit to something, that means that you've given some kind of a pledge, some kind of an agreement. Anytime when I was trying to put down the meanings of the words, I was just thinking that God is committed to us. And you see, he makes a pledge, he makes a promise, and he, he, he actually does it. He actually does it. When he told Israel that they were going to be scattered and that they were going to be gathered again, it has never happened in history before. When they scattered people, they are scattered. They, look, the Jews were really scattered over, over so many countries. Then one day he just woke up and the nation of Israel was born. And they brought them from all kinds of places. Even places that said, will not release you, cry they came. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was it the Ethiopian Jews. They said they will not allow them to go. They said they will not allow them to go. One night, a plane landed. Hey. Tell neighbor, hey. They had removed all the seats from the plane so that the sitting space only and packed them inside. By the time the people said, what plane is that? Who, which, what, which? <laughs> I've carried them. <laughs> Are you there? Because of a God who keeps his words. Say, so I will gather them again. And he has done it. He has done it. He's, the nations around them are bigger. With more money and more everything. But they cannot, they have tried several times to wipe them off the earth. It's not happening. Why? Because the guy who, when he speaks, he does it. Hey. Ladies, I'm sure some of us, we know the kind of guy made promises to you. <laughs> All the promises we're not seeing. Guys, I'm sure you know the kind of boss who has made some promises. 
I recently I was asking somebody, so have they paid you yet? Nothing. Nothing. Hey. Me, when the person was coming, they said, Oh, you've been paid basic salary. The, 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 the basic has not arrived. I understand the commission. <laughs> but today I'm going to be talking to us about fair weather commitment. Fair weather commitment. Fair weather. It's Bishop Dark who has given it that name. Fair weather. When we say fair weather, we are talking about when the weather is good. Not too hot, not threatening to rain. Things are good. There are some people like that. You only come to church when there's nothing else to do. All is okay. I'm not, you're not tired. You're not hungry. You're strong. There you are. The church is just by your house. It's not raining. You have a new shirt you got to show, you know. Mm, ask your neighbor, is it you that they are dialing your number? Are you, are you one of those? <laughs> hey. When the pastor buys you food, then you come. Oh. Move the pastor himself. Whether he has money for his own food crowd, we don't know. Oh. Oh. You see me, that's why I appreciate the people who are just around you. They are just here. They are just here. Because hmm? some people are not around. It's like you conditions. Conditions and sun. Hey, terms and conditions. Are you there? We have some people who are in SHS, they go to school. When they are home, you will see them. Yeah, you will see them. I mean, yes, school, uh, please don't let me, let me rephrase it. There are times when things take you away. School, work. But you see them when they are back, no. In fact, they are the means by which I know that uh, school has vacated. Yes, yes. You know how it is these days, no? You don't know the color. But when I see them, it means that, oh, yeah. Are you there? But you see, fair weather commitment is the type where you are actually not committed. You are actually not committed. It is, it is, it is only because things are good. Let's, let's look at the Bible. It doesn't say anything about this. The Bible doesn't call it fair weather, but it describes it. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 4. Hmm. It's a very painful scripture. Look at it. Wealth maketh many friends. But the poor is separated from his neighbor. <laughs> Here are there are people who people around you all the time, but it's just because of what they think they're going to get from you. Because as soon as things start to knock things, you won't see them again. Oh, we don't have to think far. Remember SHS. The friends who, when they know that they have visited you from home, you no, know, and they are brought home cho. Then they suddenly come around and you see our, our culture is such that people who are around are invited. Uh, I mean, we have a difficulty excluding them. So they know that if they come around to pay and the couples, I think they will get something. But when your pocket is dry, you see them. Is it true or is it not true? So wealth, wealth maketh many friends. You see. And that is why someone, let me talk to the young men who are not married, who are in, of eligible age, and you are not married. You see, there are some of you who have said to me that I'm waiting until I have one, two, three. You know, if you are in this church, ask for God prospering you. He's going to prosper you. He's, he's lying there. <laughs> he's lying there. Tell your neighbor, he's, he's lying there. Oh, you are very quiet this afternoon. I said, it's lying there. You are a member here. You are a member here. You cannot remain poor. 
It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not. Why is it not possible? Because we believe the word. And the word of God has told us so many things. So you are going to prosper. Now, if you don't find her before your riches come, and then you wait until now we can see and smell the riches. You know when I say smell the riches? <laughs> you know when things are not so well, there's a certain kind of sense that you buy, but when things are a little better, there's another kind of, you know. You see, oh, you will find a wife. Oh. But now the issue is that she like you for you. Oh! That's why the AC in the car, the way it's hot in the church, you know. That's why it's better you find her when, Charlie, all you have is potential. Mm-hmm. You don't own much. Richard, I hope you are saying amen. KB, I hope you are saying amen. Pastor David, I need to hear an amen from you. Alex, are you hearing me? And say amen. They thought I was afraid of them, so I will not mention their names from the pulpit. I have mentioned it from here, from here. I have mentioned it. As your pastor, I have mentioned it. <laughs> Joe, Joe, do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Gideon, have you heard? You are standing up to say, hey. <laughs> Knee, stop turning around as if there's something, something over there. <laughs> no but what I'm trying to say is that you see all the people whose names I'm calling what you have is potential you're on your way you're on your way you have not arrived yet at the place in fact most of us will say we've not yet arrived but some of your other brothers they've married you there you are walking around and I'm saying find and marry because when you do and the blessings you have been expecting comes you won't have to wonder whether she's committed to you or committed to your riches. Hmm. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> because many people are not committed. You see, we have been in this church for some time and we have seen how sometimes the boat can rock. There was a time when some people rose up, they said our father was Satan. They said our father was what? He has started a cult. What again did they say? I forgot. A lot of things. A lot of things. You see. What I noticed was that there were people who are fair weather. They are, they are, their commitment is fair weather because when those things were not being said, they were okay. When those things came up, even though they didn't have any evidence to see it. Otilo. I was giving an example in the first service of somebody. You said that your mother said it's a cult, so you are leaving. Now, when I'm praying for my children, for example, you said they should send you the prayer. I don't understand. Hey, hey, who wants an occultic prayer? If it's a cult, what? It's no problem. It's no problem. If you don't like what's going, just go. No problem. But if it is a cult, why are you looking for the prayer? The prayer is for the children in the house. It's not for you. Hey. Oh, me, I said it will turn. It will turn on your head. You see, but for those who were committed, it wasn't like that. It's like, Charlie, it's unfortunate. It's very painful, the things that are said, but didn't move, didn't change anything. 
But if you are fair weather, when those kind of things happen, a lot of doubts will begin to form in your mind. Hey, is it true? Is it true that pastor's cash is been using the offering to buy it? Excuse me, the car, no? if I add all our offerings, also. <laughs> so we should know it's not from here. And someone is it for my father gave it to me. Yeah, my father gave it to me. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. There was. Oh, is that time when I saw the price? Of the, I told you I'm planting seeds. <laughs> hey! That one time, the other canoe, all oh, its four times. That's one time. <laughs> oh, we'll change it, man. Don't worry. Amen. But when you see it, you start to say that, hey, is it our offering that they've been collecting? That's what they have used, you see. Because your commitment, or somebody will be saying you hear, and you start to wonder, is it true or is not? It will affect your commitment. And you see, if you are in something you cannot commit, it's better you go away. Because if you don't, you eventually leave. You are in a marriage. And as you are in the marriage, you are saying that if you do, I'll leave. If you know you will not be committed, don't marry. Yeah. I remember one time I was counseling a couple and they were talking a few things that happened. Then the woman said, if he does, she'll divorce. It was like electricity. And Jesus said, open the door, get out, just get home. Never open that door. If you are sitting by a married person, tell, never. Never. Don't open that door. Do not open it. Do not open the door. Do not. Hey. You know some people in anger <clears throat> because you are angry. Don't open that door. Don't, don't. Don't open it. Don't open it. Hey. If that's how people were divorcing, will you be here? Hey. Are you in the church? Fair weather. Fair weather commitment. There are people you are married, but as soon as there's difficulty, then you become. Let me tell you something. Eh? As for difficulty, is there? Why is it there? Is there because you are not perfect? You're married to somebody who's not perfect. Why is there difficulty in the church? Because all of us here, please, if you are perfect, tell us so that we'll see. Are you perfect? Ask your neighbor, are you perfect? If you say you are, we shall pour oil and cast out the demons right now. So because the Bible says that he has put the gift in earthen vessels. You know, he's put it in earthen vessel. That earthen vessel seems to say that it's not some valuable, some perfect vessel. There's some part of us that always has a something. So things are not perfect. But the presence of difficulty, number one, it doesn't mean God has left you. Ah, Find the scripture for me. Paul talking. He said that what? There's even a song about it. Pressed down but not destroyed. Ah, let me see whether they can find scripture. <laughs> Pressure. Yeah. If because of you are saying because of your problems, it means that God has left you. I want to show you a scripture. Let me see. Yeah. Oh boy. 
please take it to give it to me in the King James, you know, because it's not amplified for free there. Verse 18. We are troubled on every side. Is that a believer talking? Hmm. A pastor. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed. Do you know what it means to be perplexed? You are wondering that. What, what is this? What is this? Yeah, when I see this, I, I think about my friend who just went home. His church is perplexed. What is that? What is that? <laughs> you enter a hospital, you go in, you're walking yourself, your wife is walking with you. No doctor has seen you yet. No nurse has touched you. Sit down, cross your legs, and go home. Perplexed, but not in despair. Verse 9. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not. Is it a Christian talking? And then you, you have gone through something small. The same Bible calls our own a light affliction. No, No, it has turned you into a fair weather person. Yeah. You said that because of this thing that you are going through, so you won't come to church again. I'm wondering what the link to church is. God, please, oh, he's in your house as well, so I don't know where you are running to. Hmm. Are you there? Hmm. John chapter 15. Today I'm preaching very short because it's almost one o'clock already. John chapter 15. You see, I just came to encourage somebody. Let's go to verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. You see, abide means stay. Be in me and I also in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. One of the main reasons for fruitlessness in the church is the fact that you are not abiding. You are not committed. You are fair weather commitment. You are only in church when there's nothing else to do. When there's no funeral to say, I'm going to a funeral. When there's no friend getting married to you, I'm going to a wedding. When you woke up in the morning, there's no fever. When you woke up and the children, there's no diarrhea. What again? If what? If nothing happens. You know the story of a guy who wrote a letter to his beloved. I will climb the highest mountain for you. I will cross the deepest river for you. I will slaughter the lion in the way to get to you. He said a lot of very nice words and at the end of the letter, underneath it, he wrote, if it does not rain tomorrow, I will visit you. Okay, now they just rain, just rain. Just rain. All you were saying before is just raps. And some of us we are just wrapping God. Hmm. We are just wrapping God, giving God wraps. But we are not really committed. Hey, we are singing songs, wrapping God. I love your voice. Hey. <laughs> Let me through the fire. Hey. Darkest night. Hmm. You will come close, close like, like no Just a love song I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived 
in the goodness. Look at the rocks you are giving the Lord. Hey, all my life. Mm-hmm. All my life, you have been faithful. Oh, Charlie. So my life, you have been so, so. tomorrow I'll go to church. Lord, if you give me a nice voice, then I'll say, but look out to you, just singing. You say, with every breath, you are rapping God. Oh, you didn't know you were this song, you are rapping God. With every breath that I am. That's what? But I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Meanwhile, when you come crying, they are singing, cry, would you not we could have substituted you for wawa board crying a difference. Fair weather. Fair weather. I don't have money in my pocket. Let me tell you something. If you are waiting for money in your pocket to do many things in this life, you will not move over. Uh, please tell your neighbor how much money you have in your pocket right now. <laughs> Do not mistake the polish on our faces. So, oh. uh, you have been looking at the polish. You have been looking at the polish. Oh, please, you have made a mistake. You have made a mistake. The polish is not an indication. Oh. We polish because that's how we are. I'm talking to some fair weather. <laughs> hey, small rain. You know, we have a lot of rain in Kumasi, but I have to tell you that it's not like the rain in some places. Or you have not seen the flooding around, around the world. Oh yeah, I was talking with a pastor friend when Malawi was in the flooding. It was not simple. And he was texting me and he was, it's a Nanyudi church that is very close to us. And he said, Charlie, my members are in the rain. I've lost the church. Then when the rain stopped small, then they sent out, started going around. Then he was sending me the videos as they got there. Mother screaming, Charlie, two boys have entered to go and save somebody. The water carried all three of them. Oh, man. That's not the one we are talking about. Oh, oh. my son sent me pictures. The flooding, he said, we asked him, are you guys okay? He said, Charlie, we live up here. But now we're all right. Said, but my members, they're down there. They're down there. And they sent us pictures. He was walking up to here in water, muddy water. Said, my members are there. I got to get there. I have to get there. I have to check where they are, how they are doing. How they are. I tell you, we, what we know is the flood we create. And then, oh, my mommy, it's also floods in KJT. KJT has flood. We did it. Eh, it's a young lady sleeping. Tell her we don't sleep here. She should sit well. Sit well. Yeah, and that why has sit well. I need an usher to sort it out for me. Please don't let me do it from the pulpit. When you come to church, we'll teach you how you ought to behave in the house of God. Yes, yes. Mm. But are you here? Yeah. 
So we have a few issues, but it is not at all. They are not at all. One of the most moving pictures was the pictures of a service that was going on. The members were sitting in the church with water up to the seat. Just, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, church service. They just said, oh, the water is there. We have our church service. We are moving on. Hmm. Father, I thought you'd be thanking God. He has not tested us like, hey. I'm not sure we'll pass. So at this one, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Always by the time it has finished raining, and no guy, it will flood. Many two hours. Abide in me and I in you. That's the way to bear fruit that you are committed. So if you are not bearing fruit in Christ, sometimes it's the commitment that you don't have. You're not committed enough to God. One of the painful things in this life is a non-committed friend. Let's go to second Samuel. This guy, every time I read about him, I get annoyed. Not the one you are thinking, another one. Second Samuel 13. This is the story of Amnon and Tamar. But it's not Amnon I want you to see today. And Amnon was so vexed that he felt sick for his sister Tamar. You'll be laughing around, you fall sick. So he was, she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. Verse 3. Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. They call him a friend, but he was actually a, a cousin. Or I can't even say a brother. Why? Because his, his, his father was Shimei, the son of Shimei, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. Verse 4, he said to him, Why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? Will you not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Verse 5. And Jonadab said to him, Lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat it at her hand. So you are aware of the story. You know that this is how his sister Tamar came and he raped her and after raping her, he just felt that, oh, man. One of the signs of lust after you are finished, whatever, he is not interesting anymore. So he sent her out and the girl went back to her brother's house. She was crying. The Bible says that her brother Absalom, he didn't say anything. Neither yea nor nay. He didn't say anything to Amnon. Beware of people who you know are angry and say nothing. It's a very bad sign. For two years, he said nothing. Two years. At the end of two years, he finished hatching his plan. And the plan was that he was going to invite all his brothers to a party. So they came to the party. And when they came to the party, they had told his servants, that guy, tell me about that guy, that guy, that unknown guy, finish him. So Amnon died. Now when Amnon was killed, everybody was afraid. And they were running away. Now let's go to verse 32. I want you to see something. And Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, answered and said, okay, let's go to the verse before, 31. Then the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the earth and all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. Verse 32. And Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my, my lord suppose that they have slain all the young men, the king's sons. For Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister, Tamar. The next verse. Now therefore, let not my king take the thing to his heart to think that all his sons are dead. For Amnon only is dead. Have you seen Jonadab? Have you seen him? 
Who was it? He didn't make the plan together with Amnon. He told Amnon what to do. He told him what to do. Are you here? Amnon followed his advice. But now that trouble has come. He had no tears even for Amnon. He rather, in the midst of all the people who have seen any, everything, he rather went to tell David that, oh, your sons that they are all there. It's only Amnon. Today, only Amnon. Only Amnon. That's your son. Only Amnon. The rapist son. Only Amnon. As if he had nothing to do with it. Some of you who work, I think you should be careful. You are contravening rules together with Jonadabs. Yeah. People who somebody says that said that there's nothing like corruption to bring people together. Because in order to be corrupt, they have to work together. Uh-huh. Do you see? They have to agree. So people who would have been dragging their feet or not agree because of the corruption, they will agree. But be careful. Because when you stray out of God's path, the person you are working with is Jonathan. Mm. When you go and get them to go and write your exam paper for you, they will tell you somebody, I'll get you somebody, the person will go and write. When they are, you will never see them. They will say, only you. Only you. Oh, the whole class, everybody passed. Only you. Oh, the work, we are doing the work. Only you. Fair weather friendship, very painful. Fair weather commitment, very painful. And if you are in this church, I want to say to you that your commitment to God includes going to church. Our commitment is first to God, to the Lord. So you are here, you have given your life to Christ, but quiet time you don't do. God does not hear of you unless there's a problem. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. You only know how to wake up and pray when there's a problem. Then now you are waking up at 2 o'clock. Then as soon as the thing is sorted. I was talking to a, a prophet friend recently. He told me that his greatest issue is growing his church on Sunday. Because people know. You see, prophets solve problems. So they come. He said, as soon as the problem is solved, I'll see you later, alligator. He said he'll even call them. And they'll say, Oh, now prophets, we buy and ask them, wait, this and this and this is what brought me. But now that it's over, I've gone, I pretend. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> you can't ask why if you can't use prophetism to grow it. It's one of the blessings, but you can't use it to grow the church. It's teaching that you use. The teachers will always, yeah. Kenneth, it's not new. Kenneth Hagen in his day, the healers who used to have the tents, he told them, he said, teach first, teach first. And they said, oh, he's doing something too much. So some of them will have the tents and thousands and thousands of people will come. But Kenneth Hagen always take his time, teach the word first. And he told them, I will be here long after you are gone. And it was exactly like that exactly like that. Are you in the church? I don't even know why I'm giving you that example, but yeah. 
And I'm saying to you that your commitment to God is important. The Lord should know that you are for him in season, out of season. And one of the things that he does is that he will always use a, what do you call it? A delegated authority. I don't know when last the Lord visited you in person. Maybe you can tell us. But for most of us, we'll hear from him through somebody. Is it true or is it not true? Mm. Yeah. You see, and that person is most likely to be the pastor that he's placed you under. Jeremiah 3.15 says that he has put you under pastors. Can you just open it? And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's his word. Or you cannot see it. That's his word. Yeah. So when your fellowshipping is like this, like that, your commitment to the place where he has placed you for feeding is like this, like that. Hey, watch it. Watch it. I'm ending on First John chapter 1 and verse 7. You see, some of you, your work takes you away. When I say your work takes you away, I mean out of town. Or school takes you out of town. Don't be without fellowship. Find where you are going the next safe place to be. You understand when I'm saying safe? You understand when I say safe? I don't want to have to describe unsafe. You see? Because look at this verse. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So when you find out that work is taking me to a place, don't take it as a holiday. Oh, you're not minding me again. Three weeks, you're going to be out. Four weeks, you're going to be out. There's definitely a sister church. Definitely a friend church. Oh, yes. You did that. We are in most places now. And where we are not, there are other respectable churches that don't be without fellowship. But when you are happy without fellowship, it's a sign of darkness. Hey. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. Fellowship. It must happen. You must be with the believers. It's part of your worship. It's part of the sign of your commitment. So find a place. Are you in the house? The nearest UD church. If it's not there, the nearest fountain gate. What other church? The nearest Pentecost church. Another one. The nearest Victory Bible church. Another one. I mean, they are, they tell your neighbor, the list is endless. You by all means, by all, at least in Ghana, sometimes when you go out, it may be different. But at least in Ghana, you will find a place where you can fellowship. And then when you return, I expect to see you where? Back to base. Back to base. That's where they're going. We all go. Me too, I go some. Ah, I don't go. I go. Me too. It's my work for the Lord that takes me away. Yes. But when I go, I will find a UD church. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'll find the UD church and I will go. Doesn't matter whether it's under a tree. Doesn't matter whether it's, however it is. That's my house. It's our church. I'll be inside. You too, be inside some. And then when you return, you do what? You answer, you do what? Back to base. It's part of your commitment to God. It's one of the signs. Because he says that if you are in the light, you will have fellowship. You will find a way to have fellowship. May God help us. 
Fair weather commitment may be far from us. May it be far from us. May we be committed because it is when you are committed that you are fruitful. Next week, we shall talk about the other types of commitment. Stand to your feet this morning. This morning, I want you to just talk to the Lord. Maybe you find that you have been up and down small with God. You have not been so committed. You have only come when it's convenient. I want you to talk to God. I want you to talk to God. Some of you, if you have moved across town, I will not see you again. Meanwhile, you don't know that there are people here. You don't know how far they travel from to come here. Yeah. Help me. Lord. That's where God has placed them. And that's where God has placed you to. I want you to talk to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. Help me to stay committed. Forgive us that we are not we've not been committed to pray. Forgive us. Oh yes. Forgive us, Lord. Some of us we've run away every time there's fasting and praying, Lord. Forgive us. Some of us run away when it's time to look and win souls. Oh mercy, Lord. Say, Lord, every Jonadab in my life, I suck it to me. Every Jonadab in my life, I suck it to me. Drive out every Jonadab. Every Jonadab, Lord. Every friend of evil. I'll break off the alliance with Jonadab. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every Jonadab. Talk to the Lord about your own commitments to Father, we give you praise and we ask you, Lord, to help us to commit to you fully. May we bear the fruits of commitment in the name of Jesus. May we be part of everything that you are doing. Forgive us for the times when we have let laziness and non-commitment affect us. But Lord, we are back. We will be committed to you. Help us, Lord. Help us to remain committed. Let it not be that we are only here when things are okay. We will be here also when things are not okay. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You are here this morning. Just after you. you see, but you cannot be committed if you have not given your life to Jesus. He's the only way that whatever God has said concerning you will come to pass. So as your head is bowed, you want to ask yourself the question, is my name in the book of life? If I were to die today, would I go to heaven with Jesus? Have I committed my life to him? If the answer is no, this altar call is for you. And that is why I'm asking that as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here, you need to give your life to Jesus. Just lift your hand up, your right hand. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. Now, if your hand is lifted, just come to me. I'm going to pray with you. I want you to commit yourself to the Lord so that he will also be committed to you. Just step out and come. God bless you. Your heart is beating. You just want to come. Just come. Oh, just come. Just come. We're going to pray together. And as you commit yourself to the Lord, he will also be committed to you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If your heart is beating very fast at this time, it's a sign that there's a prayer you need to be. You need to be. So just step out and come. Just join us right here. Just join us right here. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're standing in front here, I want you to just pray this prayer. Make it your prayer. Pray this prayer after me. Those in the congregation, you want to help us. 
You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.